Tuesday night, and we are live. Hope everybody is doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let's get to the facts tonight. Hopping right in. Fourth COVID. Here's the it's a pick from I don't know where. I can't remember. Uh, fourth COVID wave has arrived in Queensland. Here they are, the epicenter, of course, of COVID tyranny, Australia. Queensland says Premier Mass advised from Friday. That was last, that was actually last Friday by state political reporter. There you go. So here we, it never ends. The point of it all is to control you, of course, as you always hear me say on every podcast, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyrants like this who are ever promising. It's right out of it's actually right out of the Bible in Second Peter, starting in verse 15, running all the way to 22. People that promise you liberty, but they themselves are captives to tyranny. That's who they are. They endlessly say, you know, what? we're going to give you back the very freedom that we stole from you and we expect to be passed it on the back after we do that so here we go again by the way here we are entering next month we'll be entering into in december in the christmas holiday season 32 months of 15 days to flatten the curve all the christians people from my own church even at the time who've, who have since left of course couldn't bear it here can't bear the truth even though the truth will set you free if you know it this is why you never put masks on because it will never end you don't put lies on your face thinking well you know what I'll lie right now by putting it on my face. You're like, Tom, COVID's over. Let's get to elections. Let's get to the corruption in Maricopa County. I will. But the reason why there's this mass corruption in Maricopa County, when did all of these days-long elections start? Everybody know? When did, when did they all start? They all started in the COVID area, in, COVID, in the COVID era, i.e. 2020. That's when they started. It wasn't even just November of 2020. There was primaries and everything else. This all started in 2020, where it takes days, weeks, months, years. to. And by the way, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm barely exaggerating by saying years. Because there was, there was a couple elections that I tracked in 2020, 2021, especially in the state of New York. It took six, seven, eight months in lawsuits to determine who won. How hard is it to determine who won an election? Who got more bubbled in dots than the other person? How hard is it to determine? Because it has absolutely nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with who has the most votes. But this was ushered in by the COVID era. And all the capitulating Christians, including those that attended my church at that time, this is why you don't put masks on because it will never end. Once they learn they can control you, they will never, ever take that bit out of your mouth. So here we are entering in, and they're not the only ones, by the way. This is hovering around the United States, too. You can't get away with talking about it yet, and they'll start talking about it now because the election's over. They'll start trying to usher in their COVID tyranny again, along with their climate tyranny. So let's break this down. Since they're talking about masks again, do masks work? Dr. Ray video, Dr. Lynn Finn on masks. Play it for me. We declare that masks are not and never have been effective protection against an airborne respiratory virus in the community setting. Global COVID summit scientists in partnership with industrial hygiene experts have held this position from the outset and continue to oppose the government and CDC stance on this unscientific policy. You must understand that when handling pathogens that are supposedly quite detrimental to, to a society, we usually are enclosed in a self-contained suit with an air supply. And the fact that these masks are not even considered personal protection 
in any way, in any shape or any form. And they've been mandated in the community setting without a single randomized controlled trial supporting its use in this manner is unacceptable. The CDC nor OSHA recognizes these facial coverings as PPE. Even the new ASTM mask standard, which is ASTM F3502-21, which is standard specification for barrier face coverings, state that masks are not PPE and are not protective. Therefore, facial coverings are not part of the industrial hygiene's hierarchy of control, which is a stalwart in the area. The primary mechanism of transmission was declared by the CDC on May 7th to be through airborne aerosol particles. It's not as previously thought through droplets. I'm sure you've had many an argument regarding a person's respiratory droplets carrying it. And that is not the case. It is, an air, it is airborne particles that facilitate transmission. And a 0.09 micron virion is not going to be mitigated by a mask, a cloth mask, a surgical mask, and an unfitted N95 and beyond. The evidence is clear. Masks of all types are ineffective and potentially harmful. Masks of all kinds are ineffective and potentially harmful. It is not transmitted. COVID-19 is not transmitted, as Fauci said, with droplets. It is airborne particles. Airborne, but it's an airborne transmitted virus. That's what it is. And when you, when it's the size of a, it's funny, I've been saying this now for how long? I've been saying this since March of 2020, because I've got this off of a very reliable, uh, it was a, an MD who said the size of a COVID-19 particle was 0.06 to 0.14 microns. And there's not a, there's not a mask available to the public on planet earth, including N95s. And if you track N95 mandated countries, you will see that their COVID rates are through the roof in comparison to those who do not uh, mandate masks at all. So you have the most stringent mask, which is an N95, which blocks the most, which by the way, they start at 0.3 microns, almost three times the size of a large COVID particle. They can't block COVID. It's unscientific. So it's foolishness. It's nonsensical. So it has to be nefarious. The nefarious is controlling you. Endless control. As she said, not one random, random, random controlled study, randomized control study has shown that masks do a daggum thing to block anything. Well, Tom, this is old. You know, this is, you know, this is those videos. None of them are old. That tweet was from last Friday. This, the, the video I pulled right here from Dr. Ray which basically these are the frontline doctors. They don't call themselves that in every group. There's different groups. But basically you got Robert Malone there, Ryan, Ryan Cole there. And that was Dr. Lynn Finn. That was recent. That was put, put out last week. Why are these doctors putting out videos against masks? Because they're coming again. It will never stop because the entire worldwide church, judgment begins in the house of God, the entire worldwide church, the entire worldwide conservative apparatus all bent over and grabbed their ankles and put their masks on. And it's coming again. They know you're just so sweet you'll comply. You're not supposed to be sweet. You're supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus did not comply. Find anywhere in scripture where Jesus complied 
with nonsensical requests. He did not. You know, we don't want you to heal on the Sabbath. Did Jesus comply or did he not? And by the way, that is the equivalent of our ruling authorities here. That was the Sanhedrin telling him it is unlawful for you to heal on the Sabbath. And I just wonder this too, and this just brought up a scripture into my mind, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And it, that, it, I still marvel at the very fact that the, that the evangelical movement worldwide cannot sniff this out, especially as it relates to Revelation 13 and 14 where you have the QR-coded marks of the beast that are being offered out throughout the world right now. QR codes on your phones, QR codes on devices, QR codes on, on, uh, QR codes on cards, the, and people can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without them. Boy, we can get it. we'll get in deep into that later if we don't run out of time. If not, I'll do it on Thursday. And she said, just, a, just a, one last thing on this. The only way, and everybody acts like they're wearing PPE equipment. I mean, I, I was in law enforcement for 25 years, 92 to 2017. So I saw people in full PPE gear, i.e. firefighters, paramedics, because of gas leaks or whatever it may be. And these are, the, the difference is this. They have, a, they have a filtered, fully filtered air supply going into their, PP, P, their PPE gear. It's hard to mix, mix up the terminology because you've got PPP, PPE. But their PPE gear, their personal protective equipment, has an air supply to it. Unless you have it, your total, your body is totally covered, and there is no filter. If the filter is the mask over your face, and the air, and, and that's your filter between you and the air, you're finished. You're not gonna. And, and COVID was nineteen. And COVID nineteen was deadly. You're dead. You're dead. There is no stopping a point zero six to point one four micro uh, virus. There is no way to stop that. That's why in every country, in every state that has the, the most stringent mask uh, regulations, mask mandates, they have the most COVID. And she also said, you know what? It's not just they don't stop COVID-19. They may actually cause more problems. They do because they store latent viruses. Judy uh, Mikovits said this. They actually store latent coronaviruses because we you know what? When you're, when you're exhale, exhaling, you're supposed to actually be exhaling. It's very deep and theological and scientific, isn't it? You're supposed to actually exhale when you're exhaling, not coagulating it on a mass for you to then suck back in. Exhaling and, and inhaling what you're exhaling. You're supposed to be exhaling what you're exhaling, not inhaling what you're exhaling. So, you know, this is not this is not old stuff, not digging up the past because Queensland and other countries and the United States will try to implement mass mandates in many places. They're still in place. You'll still see you will still see in countries and certain videos with with certain dignitaries wearing masks. All right. Milk Bar TV video. Is that where we're at? Or did I mess up the order? No. Or. Yeah, Dr. Ray again. All right, Dr. Ray video, mass full doc, uh, full documentary. This isn't the full documentary. That's just the title of the video. But this is an interesting video because this really puts it, puts down, if you were to call it ideological, even theolo the theological ideals behind masking. Play for me, other. Dispute over a mask led to a woman being tased by a cop at a middle school game. Of course, no, it should have never come to this. What is your right to refuse and what is law enforcement's ability to enforce? You have to have a mask on. Shoot me, people. No. You're going to shoot me for trying not to breathe? Cool. Come, Come on, on, dude. Oh. 
And there is Barack Obama dancing uh, unmasked. He's been talking about the need to get a vaccine and all the other stuff. I don't think he wants to break from the CDC. What's interesting is I haven't heard the CDC commenting about this yet. Masks are pretty magical and they don't have much downside. People with masks, they give up their individuality. They give up rights as free human beings. You become really, it's the beginning of slavery. African-American slaves in America, they, they wore masks. I have called the masks to be the symbolic equivalent of the yellow star that I have to wear. It's a sign that you are not free, that you are lesser. All of this is happening only because people obey. I think masking really was a symbolic uh, signal, not only of obedience, but also that we all should maintain constant fear and that we needed to stay away from each other, from relationships and community. During my childhood, there were duck and cover drills. Duck and cover, just as you do in your school. We all know the atomic bomb is very dangerous. You will know when it comes. We hope it never comes, but we must get ready. We were, we were constantly drilled in school about what would happen when the Russians attacked us with nuclear weapons. That we had to remove sharps from the table. We had to put our, our head under the desk when we heard the, the alarm sounding. If you were paranoid, you might feel that the purpose of that drill was to maintain this level of, of what Bob McNamara later called mass psychosis, where you keep an entire population in fear by constantly reminding them that their lives are under attack. As I guess Facebook's messing around again. If you're back on on Facebook, welcome back. If not, switch over to Rumble, switch over to BlackRobeTV.com, switch over to Aaron Yeager, YouTube, switch over to Rumble, switch over to whatever, whatever else we have. We have all kinds of other platforms. Facebook loves to monkey around with us. I don't know why. It's all just simple, simple facts and data. That's all that it is. But going back to the video that we just watched, masks are simply a symbolic gesture of obedience. And if you ever notice this, I'm going to show you this video. Now, this is the Milk Bar TV video. If, if the people that are mandating masks, that are dictating masks, really believed in their effectiveness and really believed in their need, the second one's more important than the first one. If they really believe that in order to stay alive, in order, it may not even be that dramatic, but in order to mitigate the chances of them catching COVID-19, whether dead, whether it kills them or not, which of course, 99.9% of the time, it doesn't. If they really believed it, if they really believed it, wouldn't they always be wearing it? Now, this is a compilation video, COVID mask madness, compilation of politicians and celebrities being hypocrites. Play it for me. Uh, a video shows a maskless breed and dancing without any food or drinks in her hand. She also posed for photos while not wearing. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time, and in the process, I was following the health orders. I don't need to, I'm vaccinated. I don't need to wear a mask and take a picture every single time. I don't want to. So I'm 
really happy to have gotten my uh, booster shot for COVID. Face coverings compulsory in Wales in indoor public places. South Africans to wear a face mask, mask whenever you leave home. It may be that we actually have indoor mask wearing um, for years. Sorry, I've just got something in my eye. And I shouldn't be using my mask for that, but I'm um, sorry. If I could just get a, if I could just get a tissue, and apologies for that. You saw in the New South Wales. This is why this stuff is relevant. New South Wales health director there, first of all, wiping her eye with her gross, disgusting used mask for one thing, and that's where that's where you get COVID through one of your orifices. You get it through your eyes, you get it through your nose, you get it through your mouth, and there she is. Allegedly, this is snagging COVID out of the air. She just gave it, gave herself COVID putting it on her own eyeball and then she but what she says that's really key is that we may have to wear masks for years because masks are signs of compliance to the leftist globalist narrative that's all that it's been about from day one on the video you got london breed a notorious people were being arrested in san francisco for not closing for not wearing masks for not being six feet apart but her excuse was i don't want to that was her excuse for not wearing a mask. She said that she she was obeying her own uh, COVID tyranny guidelines. She wasn't. She mask at that time. It weren't really never. Vaccinations were not your way out of being masked. You still had to be masked in all indoor settings in San Francisco. And if you weren't, you had to be in the action, in the process of eating or drinking. Was she when she was dancing? Absolutely not. Schumer absolute hypocrite nypd nypd arresting tons of people for not social distancing for not wearing masks for not for not uh show or kicking people out of restaurants because they didn't have an excelsior pass their your qr coded mark of the beast on your phone the vaccine passport inside of new york arresting people kicking people out trespassing people for that and there comes nypd coming out in the hundreds smashing into a train no mass no six foot distancing because none of them actually believe in it NYPD is nothing but pawns, and you're like, Tom, how are you bad-mouthing the cops? You were one for 25 years, I know. But I, well, listen, I'm never going to be a shill for a leftist politician. I'm never going to have a leftist politician using my butt as a puppet shoot to control my life. I'm not going to do it. Even if I'm a cop, I'd rather, those cops should have said, we are not going to, we are not going to comply. If everyone would have simply said, we're not going to comply. Why did everybody not say they weren't going to comply? Why are people not saying they're not going to comply now? Why are they not saying that? Because this is the, because of the societal repercussions of not complying. You'll be called names. You'll be called an election denier. And we'll know, so nobody ever wants to do forensic audits of elections because you'll be called names by leftists. If a leftist considers you to be a conspiracy theorist, 
then understand that you're telling the truth. If they call you a murderer, you're actually a life giver. If they call you a racist, you're actually an anti-racist. Because they're the racists, they're the murderers, they're the, they're the fraudulent uh, election process, the people that are in charge of these fraudulent election processes. Rashida Tlaib on the video, AOC. I love the ones, that, you know, Justin Trudeau, all three of these, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Justin Trudeau. The camera clicks, they're standing around without a mask on. And then the camera clicks on, they put the mask on, and take the picture, and there's mass media around. And then as soon as the media clips off the camera, they pull their masks off in large group settings. And Trudeau, that Trudeau, that piece of that, that the piece of that video that was Justin Trudeau's film last week. Here he is, number, number five on his, his fifth vaccination. And, and what's really weird about that is, not, not weird, it just shows you the immorality of the media, the, how, how disingenuous the media is, is the media knows these things and they could simply put it out. Justin Trudeau, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, put on masks for the camera, then take them off as soon as they believe the cameras are shut down, which you would think too, just, just I'm going a little deep with this, but if you are a leftist media person, if you're somebody who's part of the leftist uh, Pravda media, which your sole job is to usher forward the leftist globalist narrative, you'd have to be thinking, okay, you know what? The narrative and agenda that I'm pushing forward is requiring me to lie and to support a lie. So how good could the agenda or narrative be? Just thoughts on that. All right, moving off of mass. Let's talk about what's going on with the Republicans. I just wanted to put this out here now because big things are happening with Republicans. Who's going to be Speaker of the House? Who's going to be the majority leader? Of course, we should own the Senate, which we're not going to. We, you know, it's so bad too because... You know, a couple of days ago, including me, we're all, you know, we're all like, we've won the House. And the House was just called today. I'll show you that pick in a minute. But the House was called today. But over the last couple of days, it's been, well, you know, after we all thought we were going to win the House. But, you know, you got elections that are just, they're not even coming to an end today. The, the, cumul- uh, the, the final uh, uh, counting of the ballots, they're just saying that this is the rejected winner. They still haven't counted all the ballots yet. You know, seven days in, we're a full week now past the election. But it, we were all thinking, you know, the House is done. But slowly but surely over the last couple of days, it was like, you know what? We might have it. We probably have it. It looks like it's going to... As these fraudulent elections go from day of, day of voting, day two, day three, day four, all the Republican chances shrink and the, and the Democratic Party chances seem to increase to win. It's just funny how it works. So we went from absolute surety. Well, you know, we didn't win the Senate, but at least we won the House. And then lo, lo and behold, day two, it's starting to look like we might not win the House. Day three, maybe we will. It's just, it's just funny how it all works, isn't it? Because it's all, of course, mass corruption. And yes, I'll say it. It's, you, know, you can't have, I actually put this out on Twitter today. This is, this is a good summation of our fraudulent election system. It's a, like a room full of people and suddenly this horrid smell comes out. And everybody in the room is acting like they don't smell it. And the one who actually dealt it is also acting like he doesn't know. So everyone just sits around in this horrid stench, pretending like it's not there. And the one who actually is responsible for the horrid stench is pretending like he didn't do it. So everyone is cooperating in complete deception. That's what's happening, including establishment rhino Republicans. You got to believe, you know, you can't, you can't damage our democracy. You can't attack our democracy by questioning elections. Well, when did we start having elections that took six, seven, eight days, six, seven, eight months, even if you're in New York city. 
All right, so James Bradley tweet. I wanted you to see this. We actually won the popular vote. For all those that Democrats who want to go to the popular vote, they might want to take a close, eye, close look at this. And how did we actually lose all these elections? Because popular votes matter a whole lot more in regional elections. According to the Cook Political Report, Republicans won 50, basically 50 million votes, 52.3% of the vote, compared to the Democrats, 44 million or 46.2%, which, by the way, is pretty considerable. It's six, actually 6% higher. The Republicans beat the Democrats of the popular vote by 6%, which begs the question, how are we losing so many seats? You can't. What happens is, of course, is that they come out, the ele- you have election day voting, and, and we are way behind in the game. So you have election day voting. They say, you know, we just can't tabulate. We're Maricopa County. We got 4 million people that live here. I have my producer Aaron look it up. 4.1 million people live in Maricopa County. We just cannot count all of these votes. We just, we just can't count them all, right? Well, in, all, in Florida, when you got 22 million, 22.5 million people, they're all done by 10 o'clock at night, and the polls close here in Florida at, at 8 o'clock. So two hours later, you know who won the governorship. You know who won all the races. But yet in Maricopa County, it was just announced yesterday, on Monday, basically seven days if you count the, the day of the election, on Monday that Katie Hobbs beat Carrie Lake, which she didn't. What happened was they found out how far is, 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 is Hobbs behind, how far is Katie Hobbs behind on the day of, and now we're going to extenuate this thing. Six days, seven days for 4 million votes in one, one county. And lo and behold, and the whole state is bad, but you know the central focus, of course, is Maricopa, Maricopa County. And lo and behold, they find the votes every single time. And as they do, same thing happened with Laxalt in Nevada. Same thing happened with Blake Masters in Arizona. And then Blake Masters, Mark Kelly was a lot closer. Kerry Lakes and, and Hobbs were not close. Kerry Lake was showing up by nine points and loses the election. That does not happen. They're just manufacturing ballots. Again, it goes back to the seven, seven cities in the six states going north to south. You have Atlanta in Georgia. Go up to Pennsylvania. You got Pittsburgh in Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Detroit, Michigan, Phoenix, Arizona, that's Maricopa County, and Las Vegas, Nevada, Clark County. Seven cities in six states. That is who's controlling this country. And what they do is they claim that they can't count all their votes in a day. That all started in 2020 with the excuse of COVID where nobody could go in and vote because you had this existential threat to your life. So you can't go in and vote in person. Again, all working for the Democratic Party slash globalist leftist narrative to usher in a one world commerce system with a singular access point. It's what it's all about. It's what you can, it, it all comes down to that. So you end up with, you have these voting systems that solely work for the benefit of Democrats and they're all in these Democrat, we, Democratic hubs. We will never win. Those, here's the four problems. You've heard me espouse this over the last three po- uh, podcasts. We will never win another statewide election. We'll win, region, we'll win regional elections because they're controlled by regional voting hubs. But we will never win another statewide election that has to do with votes going through these seven cities and these six states. Notice what all these six states are. They're all swing states. Notice I didn't mention California. California's gone. Washington's gone. Oregon's gone. Illinois's gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're not coming back. They're gone. So I didn't mention any of them because there's no hope there. So what Democrats do is they control these urban hubs where all the Zucker boxes are. And now they have, of course, mass mail-in ballots 
uh, no signature verification, no ID requirements, just dropped off in these Zucker boxes. He spent 400 to $600 million in the 2020 election simply for the Zucker boxes. But nothing's going to change. We will not win another statewide race, except for in Florida, which used to be a swing state. But if you actually go against the narrative, the McConnell narrative, the McCarthy narrative, the Rhino GOP narrative, you will win your state back. I'm not talking Washington, Oregon, Wisconsin, and Illinois. I'm talking about swing states that can still be salvaged. Colorado, which is almost gone, but Nevada, Arizona, these things, if you go the DeSantis route, Georgia's almost gone. I mean, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, you really think they're getting more votes than Republicans in the state of Georgia? You ever talk to a Georgian? No way. You will not see a Raphael Warnock sign, Stacey Abrams sign anywhere in the state of Georgia. It's all just manufactured votes in these urban center hubs where they tabulate the votes day of, shut down the voting, saying that they can't vote while they generate votes. That's all that they're doing. And unless we address this, we will never win a statewide or general election. Again, you will never see a Republican win another uh, presidency, or you'll never see another Republican win a Senate seat in these swing states because they have to go through these urban centers. I see that Donald Trump's on right now. My producer, Aaron, is keeping me update. Looks like he's making his big announcement. Of course, we all know my producer, Aaron, will, will confirm that he, that he uh, makes that announcement that he's running or he's not running. I'll let you know what's happening with that. Just stay with me. How exciting can it be? I mean, Trump's great, but we've already seen him 5,000 times. But we will, Donald, speaking of Trump, Trump will not win. Trump will not win in 2024 unless we fix these four problems. He will not win. He's got one of them fixed already. The four problems are establishment GOP. He does not have that fixed. No money. He does not have that fixed. He has no money in comparison to Democrats. None. We are not the bourgeois elitist party. That's the Democrats, the party of Zuckerberg, the party of Bezos, party of Gates, the party of Microsoft, the party of Apple, the party of mass media. Trump doesn't have any money. You think he does. He doesn't. He doesn't have any money. Now, this is the part that he's got that he has. Most of the four problems are establishment, GOP, no money, no message, and corrupt elections. Trump only has one out of those four solved. He has a great message. He is great at articulating his message in the way that he articulates messages. The way that he communicates, not really my style. He, you know, he's all kind of all over the place and doesn't get down to facts and data, doesn't get into over, overly specific things. I have to get down to specific things, but he gets his message across. So he has a great message. But these other three will take him down. Establishment GOP, no money, and fraudulent elections. He's not going to win unless it's fixed. And here's the thing. I told my wife this on the way to the podcast tonight. If you have a red state right now, even even red like Michigan, where your state Senate and your state House is actually Republican control, you can fix the fraudulent election part right now. They can all be fixed, but they have to be willing to take the gut punch and be called a conspiracy theorist to take the gut punch and be called a racist because you think that black people should have to show an ID at an at a, at a polling place like any other person you're actually you're actually the non-racist to just think that any race can get a get a a state id because any race can but i digress so if, if that can all be fixed or be fixed in michigan which the house and senate are owned by republicans it can be fixed in georgia where the house and senate are owned by republicans 
already fixed and look what happens when you fix these when you have these four things what is what does the establishment gop have to do with ron DeSantis? anybody know uh, nothing ever heard of him hearkening to mitch mcconnell or kevin mccarthy seeking their advice absolutely not and they don't come and deal with DeSantis either because he's too powerful they don't monkey around with DeSantis because they will lose if they monkey around they will lose support if they monkey around DeSantis. so DeSantis has all four beat and look at what happened in Florida. For the first time in history, not one not one Democrat holds a statewide political office in the state of Florida. Not a one, none. For the first time, that's what Ron DeSantis has accomplished in four years. And he won the election by like 20, 30,000 votes over Andrew Gillum four years ago. And look what he's accomplished in four years. Well, Tom, you're just a, you're just a DeSantis sycophant. I'm not a uh, sycophant for anybody, including Trump. When they do good, I say they do good. When they do bad, I say they do bad. And it does nothing. It, I, I just go, who's most conservative? And not only who says the most conservative things, but who's willing to be voted out of office for the sake of conservatism? You have to be. It's just like me pastoring this church. I speak about people losing their salvation. I speak of the end times falling away. I speak of the mark of the beast. I speak turn or burn. You must turn from your sin. You're going to die and go straight to hell. And I could be, you know, I could lose my church because of it because it's not a popular message, even among evangelicals. I don't care. I'd rather, I would rather lose my job, lose my church, lose my reputation by speaking the truth. That's what you have to be until these four things are dealt with. If they're not dealt with, we'll lose and we're going to lose. And they're all talking right now because you've got Democrats have to defend 23 Senate Senate seats coming up. It should be a landslide. I'm never going to, I'm never going to say red wave again or mine. Here's the, uh, Here's the phrase I coined, red tsunami. That's what I was predicting because I'm a stupid idiot. All right, so I'm predicting. I, I did, I believed it, and I came out and did what no COVID-caving Christians do or COVID-caving politicians or COVID-caving conservatives. They never come out and say, you know what, I was wrong. I came out and said it right away. I was wrong. Didn't happen. I was wrong. And you know why I was wrong is because none of these four things were addressed. I knew they weren't addressed, and I just thought we were going to outvote the fraud. You can't. Not if you're going to take seven, eight days to tabulate ballots, which I mean, just think of the nonsensical nature of that. Again, if it's nonsensical, that means it's nefarious. It's just that's just the way that it is. Here it is. Here's the uh, the decision desk HQ right here, just to show you. It is now official. The Republicans, we've got at least two hundred. You have to have two hundred eighteen seats to control. The House of Representatives, we now, according to Decision Desk HQ, a pretty reliable source, we now officially control the House. So that everybody knows we won the popular vote and we control the House. Pretty, pretty significant wins. Those are significant wins. Far from the red tsunami that I stupidly predicted. However, we did win. Should have won way bigger, but we can't when you have the four problems. You can't. Here's a pick. GOP, though. Now, now so we own the House. So what does the GOP do? A sow returns to its wallowing in the mud. Goes right back. It just reminds me of 2 Peter 2, 20 through 22. If, they've had, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. So we actually win the house and we're gonna, and here comes Kevin McCarthy again. Who just surrendered? We should have. We should be. We should own the house by 50, 60 seats. We're going to own the house by like four. 
And it's all because of the leadership of Rona McDaniel. It's all a bunch of mix. Rona McDaniel, mean that as a slight on Irish people. I'm an Irish person. It's a bunch of mix. McDaniel, MacArthur, I mean McCarthy, and, and McConnell. And as Matt Gates says, McPhail. But here comes, here comes Kevin McCarthy again. Here he is. Just in, Kevin McCarthy-elect from the Gateway Pundit. The Republican nominee for Speaker of the House, 188 to, three, to 31. Now keep in mind, he has to have 218 votes to be the majority leader. Some, now you may have Democrats that cross over and give them their votes too, by the way. That can happen and has happened before. Even Marjorie Taylor Greene voted for Kevin McCarthy. Just an absolute sham that she did that. Just a, I'm still going to support her, but it's an absolute huge mistake that she did it because this is what ushers in defeat. It can't be somebody that you can work with. It, you got to have somebody who's on board with the MAGA movement of America first. Close the freaking border. Out, you know, outlaw partial birth abortion. Somebody who's on board. Close the border. Low, ta- you know, low tax rate. Uh, forensic audits of elections. Kevin, I mean, Kevin McCarthy's from California. And he, he, he lives with Frank Luntz. Democratic Party pollster. That's who he lives with in D.C. This man is this man is, is somebody that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene think, well, you know, we can work with. Enough with people that we can work with who you have to convince to do the right thing. How about people who's, who, how about people whose convictions are to do the right thing instead of having to convince them? I know a lot of people like that in church. All right, go to the next one for me. Get another Gateway Pundit pick. Flip it. There we go. Another breaking House GOP votes in liberal rhino Tom. So here we go. We got McCarthy. And now who do they, who do they nominate or vote in actually? And this are all, I believe they have to revote all these people in after I believe in January, but these are the people that have been nominated. These are the, what you would call the front runners, I guess. Not great on DC, uh, you know, DC inside the house politics and how all that works. The, you know, what happens inside, what, what happens inside the house, you know, in, in different, you know, how they vote in this. I'm not super strong on all that, but here we go. Bro- breaking house GOP votes in liberal rhino, Tom Emmer for house whip, who was in charge of elect electing Republicans this cycle. So this is the guy who just ushered in the, the red ripple. It's supposed to be a red tsunami, a red wave. This guy's in charge of What we just saw last Tuesday, which was basically cataclysmic defeat in certain areas, huge wins in Florida, actually huge wins on the island of Manhattan in New York, huge different different wins and and credit to him on that. But what we just saw was a red ripple when it should have been a red tsunami and this guy was in charge of it. But that's not all with this guy. Go to the next one for me. Here we go. This is a Greg Price Price uh, tweet. The final vote was 115 to 106 for 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 Renner or Remmer Emmer once 115 to 106 in favor of Emmer, a guy who once served as a paid spokesman for who, for a Soros-funded organization seeking to get rid of the Electoral College. So the Republicans just put in as their majority whip a man who used to work for a Soros-funded organization to attempt to get rid of the Electoral College. Greg Price writes, I truly don't know why I keep voting Republican. This party doesn't care about what doesn't care about winning. It's not even that they don't care about winning. They're ideologically opposed to their base. They come home, they go to their, now this doesn't apply to the Florida representatives. It doesn't, except for maybe Marco Rubio. 
He needs to get a lot stronger than he is and stop, needs to stop, being, stop worrying about contenders like Val Demings who can't even come close to defeating him. And he needs to stand up and actually be the conservative that he alleges to be in his verbiage. But we listen, the, the thing is, these, these, these Republicans, they come into town and they say one thing. And in D.C., and I've got to just outline this again for you, in D.C., they're simply Democratic Party light. And again, it's all a facade, not the Matt Gates of the world, not the Mar- even though I don't like what Marjorie Taylor Greene just did with Kevin McCarthy, not 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 MTG, not not people like that, not the Jim Jordans of the world, not the Rand Pauls. They're real. They're conservatives there. They are conviction based conservatives. They legislate that which they believe in. They're, they're for real. But for for most Republicans, what they are is they are part of a grand scheme, a grand fraud of synergistic tension where you think that they're battling against Democrats. That's the synergistic tension. They're not actually battling against Democrats. They're ushering forward the Democratic Party, i.e. globalist leftist agenda, slower so that it's more palatable. Not because they don't agree with the agenda, only because in order for all of the people that are ushering forward this agenda, left and right, to stay in office, they have to usher it forward slowly or you will vote them out. That's the point of it. That's what all of these people are about, with notable exceptions. Here's one of those exceptions. Here's Matt Gates speaking. Play for me. Which now, is, there, is there any chance you would support Kevin McCarthy on the floor of the House in January? No. House in January? No. I mean, how many members would you say are in that same camp? A critical mass. So there's no way he would he could get the 218 Kevin McCarthy votes. couldn't get 218 votes. He couldn't get 200 votes. He couldn't get 190 votes today. So to believe that Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker, you have to believe he's going to get votes in the next six weeks that he couldn't get in the last six years. So but 31 who, who voted? 36. 36 who voted against him in this team. Do you think all 36 will hold on the House? Well, I only speak for myself. But I mean, what gives you, I mean, this happened to Pelosi, this happened to Paul Ryan. They were under 218 votes. They ultimately got 218 votes. Why are you so confident that he can't get 218 votes? The margin. In each of the circumstances you described, the margin was such that a coalition had to be held together that was in the double digits. This coalition doesn't have to be, though it will. Is there anything that would get you, he could offer you to get your vote? Specifically yours, you're only speaking for yourself. Is there something that he could give you that would get your vote? No. I haven't heard President Trump say much about Leader McCarthy since the election. So you don't think he does anymore? I know CNN reported stuff that was not true on that subject. The, the report that you guys had that came out of Melanie Zanona and Gabby Orr was poorly sourced and totally false. Your reasoning uh, behind this, why not support Leader McCarthy? Well, I think we can do better. You know, you know, right now, we need new leadership. We need to turn the page. I think that we need someone who has broad credibility with conservatives and centrists and moderates throughout the conference. And I think what you just saw is that Kevin doesn't have that. So I asked you this before, but we work for TV Network. So who is that person? Well, I think that the conference is going to go through some soul searching and you know, we're, we got to go through the stages of grief here a little bit. There are some still in denial, believing that uh, 188 votes can get someone to be speaker. And so once we move th- through that, I think ultimately we'll work our way to acceptance for someone who has broad support throughout the conference and can unite us. See, that's how you have to be as a conservative politician. That's how you have to be as a Christian. 
Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one, from the devil. Whatever is more than your yes and whatever is more than your no, if you operate in will sees or maybes, understand that that's coming from the evil one. If you, if you vacillate, you go back and forth. Matt Gates made it very clear. You honestly think he'll ever walk it back? He won't walk it back. Is there any scenario in which you would vote for Kevin McCarthy to be the, to be the, the Speaker of the House? No. No, that's what you do. And if you really want it to, you know, we have it. There, there might be political consequences. There might be societal consequences. There might be consequences inside my family. I might get called names. I might not be acceptable anymore. I may not be deemed reasonable, which is the God of most evangelical Christians and the God of most conservative, allegedly conservative politicians who don't want to be deemed to be Alex Jones, uh, uh, you know, unreasonable or conspiratorial, even though every single thing the man says ends up being true. They don't want to be deemed that way. But if the conspiracy theories are right, then why wouldn't you want to be right? Because there's societal consequences. The only way to turn around those society co- societal consequences is to actually stand in it. You have to stand, not back off. If you back off, you make lies. You, you legitimize lies. You don't ever back off the truth. And right there, you need to take your stand. Kevin McCarthy is a disaster for the Republican Party. He is nothing more... He is nothing more than Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi light. He's a pawn in the ushering forward of the globalist leftist narrative that I just outlined a minute ago. He's just playing Republican. He's playing the Republican role in the, in the fraudulent synergistic tension of ushering forward the globalist leftist narrative. It's all that he is. And you have to stand. Well, I might get voted out. Stand. You have to Stand. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Could it be any more clear? Ephesians chapter 6, 8 through 10. I mean, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. You stand. If there's, if there's certain negative consequences, what, would you rather be a liar and not suffer the negative consequences? When, when Revelation chapter 21, verse 8 says that all liars, and it's the only sin that the Lord puts all in front of, all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It's better to stand. A mask is a bold-faced freaking lie. Kevin McCarthy will not usher anything forward. He is somebody that has to con- be convinced to close the border. He has to be, he's send, he loves sending money to Ukraine. He has to be convinced that Klaus Schwab is evil. We want people's, people whose convictions are those things. Not who you have to go and convince to believe those things. Where on earth am I? Dennis Tweet? Dennis Tweet. I wonder how many FTX laundromat bonus checks, switching to Mitch McConnell now. Uh, Dirty Mitch, FTX, the the finance organization, uh, the crypto finance organization that really was a money laundering scheme for the Democratic Party, i.e. CCP, i.e. Burisma, i.e. Uh, the Ukraine, just money laundering, laundering uh, organizations for the Democratic Party, money laundering organizations, money laundering countries. Dirty Mitch was on the take. McConnell received $2.5 million from the crypto laundromat FTX. Now, FTX is strange. Leave this up. Now, FTX, 
sent $5 million to Biden personally, to his campaign personally, and $40 million to the DNC. But lo and behold, Mitchie, who's supposed to be a right-wing Republican, receives the same money, receives money from the, from the Democratic Party trough? If he was legitimately a conservative, that was a threat to the Democratic Party. And this was a, this is no, no different than all the other Democratic Party uh, money laundering operations and, and money making operations, i.e. Antifa, i.e. Black Lives Matter, which all goes through, Demo, you know, Black Lives Matter, all their money's laundered through a bunch of white guys that are controlling Democratic Party accounts. That's, all the, that's where all the money goes. The parts that they don't skim off the top and become filthy, rotten, rich themselves on. But here you have Mitch McConnell. You know, why wasn't, if Mitch McConnell was for real a conservative, why is he receiving money from a Democratic Party fund? And why is, if, if, if this was some sort of altruistic fund where they give to everybody, like Publix here in Florida, they just give to everybody so there's no political reper, uh, repercussions on their company. If that was the case for FDX, then why didn't Matt Gates get any? Why didn't Rand Paul, these people all just ran for office. Why didn't they get any? But lo and behold, Mitch McConnell does because he's simply playing a role as a Republican. If we didn't have him in place, a whole bunch of people would be like, you know what? We need, you know, he's just playing the role as a conservative. And people go, okay, we have our conservative in place fighting for us. We have a conservative in place. He's fighting for us. No, that's what they, they make you believe that. And he's receiving Democratic Party funds from a Democratic Party slush fund. See, let your yes be yes or your no be no. I'm switching back to get Matt Gates for just a second because remember there, he was just asked. I'm, re- I'm switching back because I have a video available. You just have to see again. I've played it like 57 times, but you got to see it again. It's very short. When you, when, when you are asked a question, stand. You stand. Are you ever going to vote for Kevin McCarthy to be the majority. Well, we'll see. No, no, let your yes be yes. You know me, no. For whatever's more than these is from the evil one. You know what to do. The answer is no. Even if it means we lose the house for the next 30 years, no, because I'm going to do what's right. This is how you stand. Play it for me, other. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. That's what you do. Period. That's how you preach. That's how you. That's how you stand politically. That's what you do. That's how you. That's how you should run your whole life. If that's where you stand, then don't 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 mitigate to use COVID ideology and terminology. Don't mitigate in the moment so that it softens. You know, I mean, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having engineers. Don't be like the falling away church in Second Timothy four three and four. You know what? Who cares? I don't care who's listening. You'd say what you believe is true. And that's your yes, be yes, you know, be no. Hey, Matt Gates, you know where I, you made a comment that everybody at these, these uh, pro-choice rallies seem to be ugly, fat women. Do you stick with that? Yep. What if, what if that offends people? Be offended. That's what he thinks. So you stick with it. That's what you said. It doesn't matter who's listening. You stick with it no matter what. All right, here we go. Where am I at? Bobby Electric video? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bobby Electric video. Oh, here we go. You want to, speaking of Mitch McConnell, so Mitch McConnell's receiving funds from, from FDX, the Democratic Party slush fund. Why would that be happening? Well, look at his relationship with Biden. Play it for me. 
I don't need to be told I'm a friend of Mitch McConnell's. So I think you're all here today because you want to see whether or not a Republican and a Democrat really like each other. I'm here to tell you we do. I've always had a straight relationship with uh, with the majority with the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell. You know, he's a guy that when he says something, he means it. Obviously, I don't always agree with him, but I do trust him implicitly. And watch my friend Mitch McConnell name the cancer provisions in that bill after my son, Bo. You've been a real friend. You've been a trusted partner. I also want to thank Minority Leader Mitch McConnell for voting for this bill and talking about how useful and important it is. The vice president is a likable guy, too. From the start, I have to compliment Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He's got a well-developed sense of humor. But I want to thank Republican Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell for supporting this bill. We got results that would not have been possible without a negotiating partner like Joe Biden. I, I probably shouldn't characterize it, but Mitch McConnell keeps speaking to me, which I give him credit for, saying the idea he said the polling data shows Republican men, particularly young men, don't think they should have to take the vaccine. It's their patriotic right not to do it, their freedom to choose. And he's saying, no, no, take the vaccine. There's a reason. Get Joe on the phone is shorthand for time to get serious in my office. Then my OCD ways that I've repented of, I would just keep going over and over again about the synergistic tension, but that outlines it perfectly for you right there. They're just playing roles to usher forward the leftist globalist narrative. There it is. You cannot, that harkens back, scriptures are just popping into my head tonight. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship could light have with darkness? How do you, how do you work with somebody who is a baby butchering Mengele Gestapo monster? Oh, we're, we're partners. Partners in what exactly? A man who is a socialist, who allegedly I'll, I'll, I'll give Mitch the, the benefit of doubt. You're a conservative. He's a socialist. So if you're partnering, that means you're ushering in socialism. If you're partnering, that means you're ushering in pulling babies piece by bloody, bloody piece out of their mother's womb. That's, who you're, that's, that's what you're, you're enabling to happen. Mitch McConnell partnering what, he was, what Joe Biden was mentioning, the recent one. You can tell it's very recent because Joe can't talk anymore. Is he's talking about where they partnered to to legislate in gun reform that was when that you know after you've all day here they come again with the red flag laws and all that's so who, who who ushered that in uh mitchie and john and john cornyn senator out of texas basically trying to usher in federal gun regulations fed, federal gun registries he's cooperating because there it is now if mitch just came out and said gun confiscation if biden came out and said we're going to do a we're going to do a federal gun confiscation plan and everybody would freak out. But what they do is set you up. You got Biden, who's for gun confiscation. Every gun, by the way. Every gun. And then Mitch McConnell, who believes in the same thing because he'll live behind his walls with his armed security. They're all in the same boat. So he believes the same thing, but they've got to put together a program for you so that you will give away, they'll leech your rights away uh, sequentially, piece by piece. Little by little. Otherwise, you'd vote them all out. 
That's the point of it all. So you got Mitch who acts like he doesn't want any of your guns away, but he cooperates there. He's a partner. And they just usher in a little bit of the leftist globalist narrative. But it was ushered forward. There are red flag laws that were not in place before. We are closer to a federal gun registry than we were before. Mission accomplished. To usher in, to usher in the leftist globalist narrative, which is a one world commerce system with a singular access point. And if they take away your guns, you have no ability to fight it off. That's the plan. And Mitch is on board. Fully on board. You got, oh, is that ready to go, Aaron? Oh, play it for him. Here's Trump announcing. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I really, I love Trump. I hope he wins. Horrible job on vaccinations. Horrible job on COVID. Everything else is great. Now, this horrible job, buying into Fauci, buying into Birch, cost him the presidency. Cost him because it ushered in a fraudulent election. But unless the three, unless the four things, he's got one beat out of the four, but unless the four things are fixed, the establishment GOP a- actively campaigning against MAGA Republicans, that's number one, no money, no message, and corrupt elections. If those four things aren't fixed, Trump has one of them fixed. He has a great message. And he's too proud to look at DeSantis. He needs to usher in what DeSantis did in Florida, but he's too busy ripping on DeSantis. He's got to knock that crap off. I love Trump. I'm voting for Trump. I'm just telling you, he needs to knock it off. Unless those things are fixed, all four, he will lose. And by the way, he'll lose huge. This time they'll come out and say, new world record. Joe Biden got 107 million votes. This was going to happen. I'm telling you, Trump could go in and get 101 million for an all-time general election record. And here comes Joey, who by the time that election is happening, will not be able to speak anything beyond one syllable. Ah, ooh, ee, ah, and he'll win. He'll come in. That will be his, his speech at the DNC celebrating him being the nominee for the Democratic Party for the presidency of the United States. He'll come out, and this will be a speech. Ah, and he'll win. He'll get world record votes because these four things aren't fixed. Corrupt elections, no money, no message, and the establishment GOP actively fighting against you and me, MAGA Republicans. You have the establishment GOP. They are not conservative. They are globalist leftists who cannot wait for their inv- invitation to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And here's a, just a, my producer Aaron sent me this video. Here's Raphael Warnock in 2017. Ask yourself, how in the world are we not just mopping the floor when we're campaigning against, against candidates like this? Play for me, other. But it is, a, it is the latest variation on the same kind of blaming the victim disease that has America sick in the first place. I submit to you that America has a pre-existing condition. It's called racism. It's called classism. It's called bigotry. It's called xenophobia. And we need God to heal us of our pre-existing condition. We can't beat that in a landslide? We can't, we can't be that, we should be, but unless you fix the four things, then all the votes have to go through what was Soros operatives, uh, Keisha Bottoms, Atlanta, she former mayor of Atlanta, now an advisor for the Biden administration, of course. It'll all have to go through. You, you're not going to win. 
Unless unless things are done in the next month before Herschel goes against Warnock, we're not going to win. If you're a Republican, yes, no message, no money. Money is coming in. We can fix the money. We can fix the message. Herschel's never going to be a great orator. Don't need him to be. He's a smart man. He just doesn't speak well. Doesn't speak. He's not a great orator. Doesn't speak real smoothly. But he's very. He's high, I mean, highly intelligent man. He needs to win. If certainly, certainly way better than that. He should win. And by the way, he is winning in a landslide. He just won in a landslide. But all the votes were generated in downtown Atlanta because if it's a statewide race, it has to go through Atlanta. It's not just a regional race. Yes, they win the regions. See, how, here's how it works. Let me just explain this to you very briefly. I know you've heard it before. But if you have a large population, like say, you know, Herschel wins, you know, Valdosta, Georgia, and various other areas, Savannah, Georgia, and he wins those, you know, and, and, and in whatever fashion that he won them, I and how many by, by however many votes. But if you have a city like Philadelphia and Pennsylvania or Atlanta and Georgia, would it say they've got somewhere in the neighborhood of, of two to five million people living there? They can make up however many votes they want in that urban hub to overcome all other votes in all other areas of that state. That's what's happening in Georgia. Ossoff, Warnock, those seem like people that Georgians would vote for absolutely not only in Atlanta and they're not even voting for them in Atlanta it's just a democratic party apparatus manifesting ballots in the middle of the night after the shutdown remember the water main leak which turned into well the water main break which turned into the water main leak which turned into the water main drip which turned into non-existing all the while Miss Ruby is putting one the exact same stack of ballots through the exact same machine multiple times on videotape and you have Bar, uh, you have Bill Barr attorney general saying uh, I just don't see any evidence of, of mass voter fraud there it is right there Bill it's it's right there and there's numerous other videos too you're claiming that there's no evidence of voter fraud but you never conducted an investigation to see if there was any evidence so you're claiming no evidence of an investigation that never existed. That's Billy Barr. And, that, and that's exactly what they do every time. And listen, unless this is addressed in the next 30 days, Herschel will lose and he'll lose big. He'll lose big. Establishment GOP, they don't want, they don't want Herschel in there. They're actively, listen, right now, Brad Raffensperger is establishment GOP. He is a Democrat. He met with Mark Elias. I've told you this 5,000 times. He met with Mark Elias of Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele. Perkins Coie, which also maintains an office inside of the FBI's D.C. office. Strange how that all works, too, isn't it? Strictly a Democratic Party operative law firm. But Raffensperger meets with, 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 with uh, Mark Elias. Why would, he, why would, why would a, a quote-unquote conservative Republican Secretary of State who's in charge of the elections meet with a Democratic Party lawyer operative. Why? Why would you even take that appointment? But they met in April of 2020 and established new rules unilaterally by themselves, which are mandated by the state constitution and the constitution of the United States that have, that they're mandated that they, they if you're going to change election laws, they have to go through the state legislature. They have to go through the state Senate. Have to. That is, that is, 
That is commanded by, it's established in the Constitution of the United States and established in the Constitution of Georgia. But Brad Raffensperger and Mark Elias of, of Perkins Coie met and made it impossible to adjudicate ballots in the first mass mail-in election in the history of Georgia. Adjudicating ballots simply means, is that ballot good or is it bad? They made it impossible to do it. So you have to certify the election prior to adjudicating ballots. Well, once you certify the election, you don't ever go back and adjudicate ballots. That was the point. Did that make sense to everybody? That's the point of it all. And that's and unless this gets changed, and Brad Raffensperger just got just won in a landslide because Democrats can vote in the primary in Georgia. So of course they put Raffensperger back. He's a he's a he's an operative for the Democratic Party. So it's Ben Sass. So Susan so it's Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. So is Mitch McConnell. And numerous others. John Cornyn. They're just frauds in the synergistic attention game. That's all that it is. All right, switching to vaccines. Now, I just we we have to never forget because none of the now listen. We saw the article that came out in the Atlantic where they were asking for pandemic amnesty. We all just need to forgive and forget. Well, you know what? You, you you always go to the Bible. When do you forgive and forget in the Bible? Upon repentance. If you don't repent, forget it. God, you're not. God's not forgiving you if you haven't repented. If you haven't turned from your sin, God's not going to forgive you, period. I don't care how many new fresh starts, new beginnings, or sinner's prayers that you've said. If you've never, ever repented of your sin, God's not going to forgive you. I know lost a lot of viewers right there. God's not going to forgive you. It's the same thing here. I'm not forgiving any of these people. They've never repented. They want amnesty based on what? They, they want amnesty for making what they call uh, ignorant mistakes. We didn't know any better. But yet all of their policies are still in place and they're letting those policies go forward. They're still, they said that they made mistakes with mandating masks on children, but they're going to do it again. They haven't retracted. They never said they were sorry. They never said, you know, we're never going to do it again. So it's just, it's just a fake plea for forgiveness. We need to remember who these people are. So here's a compilation video from Milk Bar TV. Just to keep, I want to, to keep in the forefront of your mind who it is that we are warring against. Play it for me. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. What goes through your mind when you hear a lot of the anti-vaccine rhetoric? At this point, it seems criminal to me. A vaccine free and impacting the rest of us. It's like drunk drivers. You gotta identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open so you know who they are. They can also, they are really to prove it, these people. Yeah, and then people who are not vaccinated away uh, from those who are, given that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, then the safer we will be. Gyms, hairdressers, but why not supermarkets? Why not public transport? But don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. We are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And we all need to remember that getting vaccinated keeps everyone in BC safe and stops the spread of COVID-19. With these vaccines, we can extinguish this virus once and for all. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. I don't know how some of you sleep at night who are doing this for a living on television. New York City employees who were fired for not getting vaccinated against COVID-19 should get their jobs back and receive back pay. 
That ruling tonight from a judge on Staten Island. Pulse check of Australia as we exit the pandemic, and it writes, more than half of respondents either said they regret getting vaccinated or were unvaccinated and happy with their decision. Only 35% said they were vaccinated and would make the same decision again. Large numbers of people around the world have suffered severe side effects, and some have died. Your chance of dying of a heart attack from that vaccine, according to their own studies, is 500% greater than if you're unvaccinated. So they knew we were going to kill a lot of people. And they did it anyway. The conspiracy theorists, the Tin Hat Brigade, the so-called anti-vaxxers, who were no such thing but simply wanted personal choice, were right all along. I'm, I'm deeply sorry for anyone who was inappropriately subjected to um, discrimination as a result of their vaccine status. Never forgive. Never forget, and never again. Never forgive, never forget, never again, except if people repent. If people come out and say, you know what, I was just freaking wrong. They're not doing that. They're just saying, you know what, we didn't know any better. You were fully convinced. These people were fully convinced. They were so convinced they were mandating and dictating, and they were closing people's businesses for life ruining people, getting people fired from their jobs for forever, destroying people's finances for forever. And they've never come out and said, have you ever heard them say they were sorry? Have you ever ever heard them given a, a, a public apology, a public retraction? You know what? Have you ever heard Fauci come out and actually say a clear, delineated statement of, you know what? I said that these daggum vaccines would stop transmission and infection. And they, you know what? They did not at all. Never. They just come out with statements like, well, you know, they weren't quite as effective as we thought they'd be. It's not a retraction. That's not an apology. What they're doing is they're asking for amnesty as they regroup so they can relaunch their tyranny again. So that your guard comes down. Don't let your guard down. Don't do one thing they tell you to do. Not one. If they say, you know, we changed it this time. You know, we're going to go with 4.5 feet apart. Well, that's better than six. So we're going to go ahead and do it. No, don't do anything. They've never, they've never done. And here's one thing I wanted to address too. Everybody is rejoicing in the New York Supreme Court decision, which by the way, I rejoice in it too. However, it's not being enacted. So, you know, all the firefighters and all the police officers that were wrongfully, wrongfully fired because they refused to be vaccinated. Eric Adams, mayor of New York is refusing to bring them back facts that's what's happening he's been mandated by court freaking order and he's not doing it what are they going to do nothing because they don't want to dare touch a democratic party member they want especially somebody who's black we don't want to dare touch him because then we'll be called names you're an officer of the court this is mandated by now state law this is precedent state law Supreme Court precedent in the state of New York says that you must, with back pay, rehire all the firefighters and cops that you fired for not being vaccinated. Eric Adams isn't doing it. He's not doing it. He need, listen, he, there needs to be an injunction against him, and he needs to be, he is actually an obstruction of the court, and he needs to be arrested for not hiring these people back until they are all hired back with back pay, until you see lots of people being hired back. They're not being hired back. Because Democratic Party people know that they can just blow everything off and because Republicans are so afraid of being called names by their Democratic Party opponents, they won't do anything. They know it. All right, on, uh, onward with vaccines here. I, I know I continue to go off the rails here. 
All right, Efrain. Am I an Efrain? Is that where I'm at? News Nancy. News Nancy. Here's the, here's the vaccine. Lano, this sounds like right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not. There really is a thing called a lipid nanoparticle. Lipid, lipid nanoparticles slip through the tight junctions. And here's the outline. Now, here's the science. Everybody wants the science. Wait till you see this. Here's the science about lipid nanoparticles inside of vaccines. Play it for me, other. Exercise coming down with sudden adult death syndrome, they're calling it SADS. And this is not unexpected. The, the problem with exercise is that the heart beats, the tight junctions loosen. And as those tight junctions loosen, lipid nanoparticles can get through the tight junctions and get to the outer wall of the cells around the heart more easily than they can um, when you're not exercising. And there's ACE2 receptors are plentiful in the pericytes lining the walls of the blood vessels. They make lots of spike protein. The spike protein then is expelled from the cell in little exosomes, and also it's displayed on the surface of the cell. And this is all going on in the heart. Um, it distributes in a very diffuse fashion through the gap junctions in the heart. And what we're seeing is a diffuse myocarditis in these people, and it's especially exacerbated, as I said, with exercise. This is the tip of the iceberg, and I think it's happening in a population now that um, should be well aware that this is completely, completely unprecedented. And I think it's going to start to wake people up to the fact that these vaccines are actually quite dangerous. The data is there. I mean, 40% increased deaths, 2021 in the population uh, through the actuarial data, Lincoln Financial and a few others. Um, and I think we're seeing this um, with uh, in the last quarter, there was a huge uptick in deaths in the uh, 18 to 44 of 84%. So these are, these are things that we, when I say they're unprecedented, those numbers are a one in 200 year phenomenon. So there you go. There's a doctor explaining to you how myocarditis works. Myocarditis works that way. And it's actually exacerbated with exercise. Hmm. I wonder why it is. We have a 28% increase in comparison to what was our average prior to, to these vaccines, a 20 28% increase in athletes dropping dead around the globe that we even know about that's been reported to us. So who knows what it really is. This is actually exacerbated with our, with exercise because it actually opens these cardiovascular passages for these lipid nanoparticles, which I've been saying since, and it's not about me. It's just, I've been reading these things and watching these things since March of 2020. When you're injected with trillions of S spike proteins and the inside of your cell walls are supposed to look like this. And the S spike protein makes them look like this. So you end up with mass inflammation, a hyperimmune response, antibody dependent enhancement syndrome, and capillary blood clotting and inflammation around the heart wall. And if your heart wall is inflamed, your heart can't beat. That's why these people are non-resuscitatable. Is, is that the word? Recess, is it resuscitation? And I think that's it. What do you say? I think it was resuscitatable. I'll, I'll just use resuscitatable. Yeah, they can't be resuscitated. There we go. That's, no, that's definitely grammatically correct. However, that, then that's what's going on. You just saw it. So you, in light of that, Knowing that that is the quote unquote science. And remember, they all want pandemic amnesty because they were just following the science. They misunderstood the science. They never misunderstood squat. They never looked under a microscope. They had no idea what they were mandating. 
or you go the more, more nefarious route that they did and they want to lower the Earth's population in accordance to Bill Gates and his TED Talk using vaccines, which that mission accomplished. They got lower sperm counts. They got men dropping dead. What was the increase? 40%, according to insurance companies that do life insurance policies, we've got a 40% increase in death going on. 40%! Huge! 40%! So you just break very simple numbers. Year one, in 2020, you got 100 people dying. Now you got 140 people dying. That's a lot. And that's what we know about. And many of these insurance companies are being silenced because they're, gonna, they're going to be ESG'd out of business. And that's a whole other door I can't open right now. I want to, but I'm not going to. Eight, 84% increase in heart attacks between, between the ages of eight, men, between the eight, or men and women, I'm not sure, but those between the age of 18 and 44, I believe it's men. 84% increase in men ages 18 to 44. 84, that's Joseph Ladapo, Surgeon General of the state of Florida, put forth that information. So in light of all of this, here's what Justin Trudeau says. Play it for me. And uh, just on matters back home, we're watching hospitalization rates skyrocket at the moment. Ontario is going to start urging people to publicly wear masks again. Are you considering bringing back federal public uh, mask mandates? The single best thing Canadians can do to prevent our hospitals from getting overwhelmed, to keep themselves and their loved ones safe during the coming winter months, is to make sure your vaccinations are up to date. Please, like I did uh, just a few days ago, get your booster for COVID-19, get your flu shot at the same time, make sure your kids get boosted. Canada made it through the first waves of COVID-19 better than many other countries in the world, both on the health side, but also on the economic side, because Canadians stepped up with some of the highest vaccination rates of anyone in the world. And if we want to have a better winter than many other countries will, we need to do what we know how to do, go out Get vaccinated for yourself, for your loved ones, and for uh, uh, for the frontline health workers who are uh, struggling. So we've we've seen the data. I just we just played the data. He had a doctor going through the. It was for something that he made it so that all of us can understand it. There it was it was put out nice graphic art, like you know, very well done with you know with with graphic art. We can see the veins, see everything, and we know that. The insurance companies are, are reporting a 40% increase in, in death from unknown causes or from different causes, not COVID-19. None of them are COVID-19. In 18 to 44-year-olds, there's an 84% increase in cardiac arrest. And here you have Justin Trudeau saying that the only way to, to, to have a safe winter, the only way to, again, stop the spread of COVID-19, to keep their hospitals from being overwhelmed. And by the way, we've documented over and over and over again on this podcast, there ain't one hospital ever been overwhelmed. None. Zero. It's all a bold-faced lie. I went through some videos the other night of old stuff that we have. Of people going through. Not so, I, I had a friend of mine go and shoot local hospitals here in, in the Delta outbreak, the Delta pandemic. It wasn't anybody in the hospital, none. In, in Port Charlotte, in Inglewood, in Venice, in Tampa, none. 
None. We couldn't even find a person sitting in the ER waiting room. None. And we tried hard. None. So they've never been overwhelmed. That's a bold-faced lie. How is it that a getting a COVID-19 booster that doesn't stop transmission or infection, how is that going to, how is that going to lessen the hospitalization rates and, and death rates and the only people dying right now of COVID-19, which is an interesting thing to talk about for just a moment, are those who are fully vaccinated. Now, what has been the most deadly variant? And the alpha variant, basically to make it very simplistic, you have the alpha variant, which by the way is the most virulent. So you had the alpha variant, then you had, you had the delta, and now you've had the Omicron. So you had alpha, which is the most virulent, the most deadly with a 99.9% survival rate. Delta, which was slightly less deadly. And then you have the, the least deadly of all, Omicron, which is BA5, BA4, right? Now, which one has killed the most people? Does anybody have any guesses in here? Omicron. And it's not close. So the least least virulent variant, I have to say those words in a row, the least uh, virulent variant has killed the most people. Omicron has killed more people, I'm guessing, than Delta and Alpha combined. But definitely has killed more than both of them. I don't know the combined part. Yeah, my producer Aaron mumbling in my ear, I think so, yes. He's probably right. But I don't have that data yet, data yet, but I do have the data of what's killed the most people. The least vir- virulent variant. The least deadly variant variant has killed the most people. Omicron, for you and me, the unvaccinated, the purebloods, is a sniffle. It's nothing. But for people in Canada, and, by, and Justin Trudeau, Biden's butt buddy, he just got his fifth shot. The man is skinny, healthy, and has no chance of dying of COVID. Has been shot for COVID five times. The nine of the last day, the, they, of course, whenever somebody's trying to hide something, what do they do? Stop releasing the data. The CDC and the, the equivalent of the CDC in Canada. So CDC US, CDC Canada have both stopped releasing their vaccinated hospitalization and death rates why why wouldn't they want us to know how many vaccinated people are being hospitalized with covid why wouldn't they want us to know how many vaccinated people are dying of covid why wouldn't they want us to know that because there's a nefarious purpose behind all that is i don't have time to get into it get you to the vaccine mandate they don't care how many people die as long as they get you that qr coded mark of the beast that eventually through quantum dot tattoo technology will be on your right hand or on your forehead the latest data, all that anybody tapping over there, stop. The latest data coming out of Canada, the latest data coming out of Canada is nine out of 10 hospitalization and deaths are amongst the vaccinated to varying degrees. You have, and so, and then Justin Trudeau tells you to do the exact opposite of what would be healthy for you. Why is that? It's all about control. It's all about getting to that vaccine mandate. You honestly think he cares about your health? Do you honestly think he cares about the CO2 in the air? Climate, COVID, climate, COVID, COVID, climate. It's all about control. That's it. Here's a funny one right here. Milk Bar TV video. COVID karma. Politicians catching COVID after claiming vaccine stop transmission. Play it for me. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have it. 
these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. And when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again. If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. And this morning, I learned, I, I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Until all of us are part of widespread vaccine programs, no one is safe. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has tested positive for COVID-19. If you are vaccinated, you are protected. They are effective. Vice President Kamala Harris has announced that she's tested positive for COVID-19. With three doses that you've prevented, not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID. So I, I'm fully vaccinated. It gives me some comfort. Uh, the fact that that's there, not for myself so much, but the people I'm coming into contact with. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, having received two doses of AstraZeneca, it's a very effective vaccine protection from symptomatic illness and therefore risk of transmission to others. It is great that companies have developed safe and effective vaccines, uh, but we can't seem to make them quickly enough to stop the global spread that threatens all of us. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren just announcing she in fact has tested positive for COVID. With the ongoing um, circulation of the, the COVID virus in our communities, if you're eligible as of uh, today to get your third dose, please do so. Like so many other Victorians and Australians, those dreaded double lines came up. So if we uh, put a clamp on COVID-19 and prevent it from spreading from anyone, even if they have minimal symptoms. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau just tweeting out that he has tested positive for COVID. This would be the second time the Prime Minister has tested positive. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. No COVID amnesty. They're sitting there promising that you will not be able to, you will not be infected and you will not transmit COVID if you are vaccinated. Bold face lies and they shifted to, you aren't going to be hospitalized. Now everybody who's hospitalized, more people have died of the least virulent variant than all the other variants possibly combined. Because they have ADE, they have antibody dependent enhancement syndrome, which by the way, just continues to usher forward their narrative. You don't have the ability to fight off COVID anymore. So, hey, take another, take another booster. And if you don't take the booster, then you don't qualify as being fully vaccinated for your vaccine mandate. That's the point of it all. And by the way, it will never end. Jack Posobiec tweet. Never's going to stop. NBC News, look at the date on the bottom of that, 11-14. That's today. Is that today or yesterday? That's yesterday. NBC News tells parents to vaccinate their kids and shun unvaccinated over the holidays. That's right now. That's happening right now. It's never going to end until we end it. And that means you must stand. Do not give an inch. Listen, I love you all. Back here Thursday night, 90 minutes of fury at 8.30. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God bless you all. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing, the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible.